Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. How is life? Life is well. I'm feeling really good today. Yes. Because we've been informed of something I kind of knew about, but we've got some super fans out there. Super fans. Do you know about these? Please tell us. They are all over, but just because of proximity, I know that there's a group at St. Dominic's Parish in Brookfield. Uh, They've been faithfully gathering together for Bible study or faith sharing. But when we started the podcast, they started to listen to the podcast, and it's part of what they do. So apparently they've been listening to every single episode. Excellent. So 242 shows. They've been listening since February of 2017, so that's just wonderful. Mary Listina works there. She's the pastoral associate, and she leads the group. She's, uh, a, she's a friend on Facebook. Yeah. Do you want to thank these ladies? I have some names here who've listened to all of them. I'll give you the paper here. Okay. The names are Emily, Kathy, two Rosemary's, I guess, <laughs> Val, Marita, Diana, Janet, Florette, no, Jeannie. I think it's Jeannie, yes. Jeannie. Yeah. Florette, that's an interesting name. Florette, yeah. Janet and Mary. All right, excellent. It's like back to my childhood. I feel like surrounded by women right now. <laughs> anyway, thank you. There are some of you out there who have been listening from day one, but thanks to this group at St. Dominic's for their faithfulness. And here we are, as we said, episode 242, and we are going to be looking at the gospel for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And it's one of these gospels that it's kind of interesting and a piercing of verses. So we are reading from chapter 9, verses 38 to 43, then 45, then 47 to 48. And I left my phone in the car, so I cannot check what we are missing. Well, I have an answer for part of it. So Thank you. I'll let you know after I read At that time, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, Do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Anyone who gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ a man, I say to you, will surely not lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. 
It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than with two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Nice gospel. <laughs> it is. A lot there. So, you know, I get very suspicious when we have uh, verses omitted from the citation. <laughs> right. But we check this and there are uh, verses 44 and 46 are repetitions that are scribal additions, it seems, and they are not in most Bibles. So Yeah, most Bibles don't have them. You know, in the earliest manuscripts, these those two verses might not have been present. And it's kind of rare where that happens. Sometimes when there's something missing from the lectionary, you as the investigator go in and, and figure out why. But here it's just, if you go to, for instance, the New American Bible, it's just in brackets and said... And it's a repetition of yeah. something we've already read. So what, what do we say about this gospel? I've always thought that with this very threatening language, I hopefully nobody will look at this literally and say, I really have to cut my hand. <laughs> I really have to, to remove my eyes. But I always thought that it meant that you have to know yourself and you have to know what, what's a temptation for you and what places you in the proximity of sin. That's, that's a very Catholic concept. I always took this gospel this way. I've always understood that too. I, it's, um, in some ways, it's a little bit of a messy passage in, in terms of he's really moving forward with a sense of, I don't want to say aggression, but a sense of real enthusiasm here on what Jesus is saying. He's using really strong language by, by any standard here. But I think what he's getting to is what I've always understood it to be is do what you got to do. Do what you have to do to avoid sin. Do what you have to do to, to stay away from that. And, you know, not cutting off body parts, probably physically, but cutting off parts of your life, perhaps, that, mm -hmm. that are causing those sorts of temptations. Cutting off those, sometimes it's relationships or, you know, really to be cutting things off. And he's just, I imagine this being for them a, sort of a shocking passage, but it is for us as well. And I think that's his point, don't you think? And, and also the consequence of what you are saying, establishing priorities as well. I mean, isn't eternal salvation your main priority so everything else should be under that idea? Well, exactly. I think that's the deeper contemplation that we should be thinking about is we can get really concerned with material things, with um, just the, the sensory things of this world. And yes, that does include sometimes our, our often our physical health and our physical being, but it's heaven. It's life forever with God to make sure that that's the first priority. It's not to say those other things are not priorities, but here's a first priority is life forever with God. And that's what I think Jesus here is really communicating quite strongly. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck. And the consequences of this passage, those difficult years of, uh, of the sexual abuse crisis, how, but, but I'm not sure if that's what Jesus is saying here, but what about when we cause others to sin? Have you ever thought this way? If I get upset in a meeting and, and I get someone riled up and that person does or says something 
because I got upset. I, I feel responsible for the, for the sin of that person. Very much so. My confession is I fall into a sin that's very common for people, but it's engaging in gossip sometimes, you uh-huh. know, and talking about others. And I, and I often... Not, not that we were doing that today. <laughs> Honestly, you know, those are things that we, we get into. And I walk away sometimes, especially when I'm with parishioners or, or the laity, which is the most common experience, I walk away feeling pretty bad about that afterwards. Mm. It may seem innocent enough, but said, I really was actually kind of a poor example there on this little thing that, that I engaged in that really I know is not healthy. So I certainly bring that to confession when I need to. And the first paragraph of the gospel, teacher, we saw someone driving at demons in your name. Yeah. That issue of membership and uh, Jesus telling them whoever is not against us is with us. Sometimes in another part of the gospel, he would say the opposite. Whomever is not with us is against us. So that's interesting. In this case, it means do do what you have to do. do. Do good to others and don't worry that much about belonging or not belonging, or what do you think? I think what's happening here is there's somebody or another group out there that Jesus might be, that the, in fact, the disciples or John here might be referencing to say, you know, there's someone else trying to drive out demons. There's someone else out there who is kind of doing some things that look similar to you. And we try to stop him because he doesn't follow us. And the way that I read Jesus saying here says, don't prevent him. He's doing mighty deeds in my name. You know, let him do it. I think what he's Jesus is doing, in fact, is broadening a sense of who a follower is and and what they do, and mm-hmm. almost yeah to say you know it might not be one of you apostles or, or the disciples who are right here, but if it's someone who follows me and they're doing something that seems a little like you that you question that a little bit, just pause a little bit. You know, if they're if they're not against us, then then they're for us. And by your by by the fruit, you will know them. He will. Uh, we will say in other parts of the gospel, right? Right. Exactly. So I just think this is, these are great sort of words by Jesus that are challenging. It's a moment for an examination of conscience. Sometimes the Sunday gospel, I think, prompts us to that, to sit down and examine our conscience and to say, you know, what really needs to be removed from my life and perhaps filled in with, the, with something else that leads, me, uh, that leads me to God. What we have said before, there are three, three parts in this gospel. The preacher should choose one. You, I don't think you have to preach about this part, the first paragraph or the second paragraph or the third one, you have to choose. Exactly. And I liked, I love the idea you said that maybe this sounds too radical, but think about parts of your life that you would need to prune. You know, I've been gardening this summer, so pruning is, is an interesting mm-hmm. concept. You're right. You, you cut and you suffer today for, for better fruitfulness, so right. even in the spiritual life. By the way, next week, I want to hear a little bit more about the garden. It's going to be October, so a reminder when we get together next week. Very good. I'll see you there. All right. I'll see you then. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.